0: Welcome to Round Guy the Podcast. Today on Round Guy the Podcast is Friday, and every Friday we go to a new city. Last week was Wayland, and today we're in the city of Wellman. Uh, we got Steve, uh, the round guy, on the phone, and the mayor, Ryan Miller, here. So, uh, Steve, you got any questions about Wellman? I got plenty of questions about Wellman.
1: Ryan Miller, thanks for being on the podcast first. You're welcome. Your, uh, your city. Uh, a number of times back in the day, I, uh, I would treble through Wellman on my way up through to Iowa City. Would I not?
0: Yes, you would. Yep.
1: Yeah. So while I was uh, focused on getting to Iowa City, I didn't stop and really take a, a gander at your uh, lovely hamlet of Wellman, Iowa. So if you would, sir, uh, tell uh, the people listening, what is the biggest attraction in Wellman? What, what is there to Wellman and why I'm remiss that I didn't stop to take a quick tour and I, that I should someday do so?
2: Well, thank you for having me here today. And uh, we have a lot of things going for us here in Wellman. Um, the high school, uh, Mid Prairie High School uh, is here in town. We also have an elementary here, part of the school district. But we've, we've tried over the years to do as much as we can so that we can keep people here in town. People that live here don't have to travel elsewhere to uh, either to work or uh, play or anything like that. So the biggest thing that we've done in the last decade is opened up the Parkside Activity Center, which is um, it's run by the Washington County YMCA. So underneath, one, we've tried to get as many things as we could underneath one roof. And so what we have there is a workout facility. We have a basketball court. So the high school also uses that for JV basketball games and for practices, uh, kind of an overflow court for them. Um, But also for just our our people here in town to be able to use that. Uh, There's a banquet hall there that'll seat uh, 330 people for wedding receptions, uh, birthday parties, whatever, um, that the city runs. Um, We also have a daycare, sunrise, uh, child care that's, that's there. They have, I think they're licensed for 70 kids in that facility and they are full. Um, the other thing that's in that building is the Jet Physical Therapy. Um, they are located out of Washington, but they have a satellite office here in town and they're busy all the time. So again, we tried to get, try to fill as many needs as we could in one facility. Those were all things that we didn't have here in town. We didn't have a place to go work out. We needed gym space. Um, we used church basements for for parties and things like that. So now we have the banquet room. The daycare was in an old building downtown that had a fire and the state kind of wanted them to be in a new place. So that's the biggest thing, newer thing that we have in town. Something that we've had here since the 50s uh, is a skating rink. And there's not a whole lot of roller skating rinks left in Iowa or I'm assuming across the nation. I think Vinton has one here in the eastern side of of Iowa. There might be one in Cedar Athens, but on a Saturday night you'll have 100 to 150 kids in there skating. They also are allowed to, or we rent it out. The city, the city owns and operates that now. Um, so we also rent it out for birthday parties. You might have 25 kids in there for a birthday party for a couple hours. Uh, Sunday afternoons, you'll have either church groups, 4-H. Um, during the week, the schools, um, Kyoto, Williamsburg, Iowa City Schools will come down, elementary schools, and use it just as a gym class. Uh, For some of their kids. So those those are the big things. The the other thing, if you look at the other end of the spectrum um, for seniors, um, we have a senior center downtown here that um, is open in the mornings for seniors to go in and and they have a workout class there also, but um, they serve lunch every day and it'll be 40 to 50 people I think is where they're around right now that they serve lunch to. They have mainly dine-in now, but they do have some carry out also, some delivery, and we're partnering with the city of Kelowna, which is just seven miles down the road here. They're in the same school district, the School District. Um, the city of Kelowna is now utilizing, since they don't have a senior dining facility, using this to um, for, for some of their residents also. The meals will be prepared here and then delivered over to Kelowna to their residents. So you got the blue plate special for the seniors, but it's at noon, yes. right? It's at lunch. Yep. And so, you know, homemade fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, you know, a little bit of everything, things things that they love to eat, too. You'll have a whole array of things down there. So, that, I mean, so basically it's one meal, and it's served sort of family style here. Um, and they they seem to love it. Like I said, it's great to have that available for our seniors. So, uh,
1: Ryan, I'm a senior, so would I qualify if I was passing through to stop in and
2: Partake of the, uh, the the blue plate special. Well, actually, they they like to know by nine o'clock in the morning because they, they they only um, make as much food as they need for the people who have signed up to have the meal that day. So, but yes, anybody can come through, and it's not just seniors, but anybody of any age. But they like to be called ahead of time and let them know you're going to be there so that okay. they have enough food. When, when is lobster tail night? <laughs> I'm still waiting for that one. I, I haven't heard when that's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you let me know. All right. You'll be you'll be the first one to know. Now uh, you
1: used to talk about Kelowna, just uh, you know, kind of your uh, uh, sister city there, right there uh, yes. next to you, a suburb of
2: Wellman right? Well, they're bigger than we are, but sure, we'll take that. We'll call them a suburb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have stopped there. They still get that place to buy cheese. Uh, they do yes it, it had closed for a little while but but the, the cheese factory is open again so under new management I am glad to hear you say that because on my way to Iowa City and, pass right and football, by I would stop there and get some cheese and then I
1: was uh, saddened to learn that that as you said it had closed for a while and now it, but it's back open and yes
2: they are yep
1: okay all right well we're talking to Ryan Miller who is the mayor of Wellman and has been for 16 years. Congratulations on your longevity. Thanks. <laughs> uh, are you going to run again?
2: When is the next election? The next elections in two weeks, and yes, I am on the ballot again to run. And are you, uh, so you're the incumbent. Do you have anybody running against you? Uh, there is somebody running. Uh, this is the first time I've had somebody running against me. So um, we'll see what well, happens. You let us know where they live. We'll go. <laughs> up. <laughs> hey, go back out of this, uh, this next election. What do you think? Hey, it's whatever the people want. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, that's, uh,
1: that, that includes a lot of. When you were explaining to me everything that you, you have there and things that you've done, and it makes sense to me that it's just like uh, small town Iowa, uh, you know. Uh, it's just a great place to live and raise a
2: family. It is a wonderful place to live, and and that's, I was born and raised here, graduated from high school at Mid Prairie, and my wife was from Kelowna, actually, and we were in the same high school class, and once we got out of college, we wanted to get out of Iowa and, and go somewhere else, and we were in Ohio for four years, and at that point, um, getting ready to have our first daughter, and we wanted to be back in Iowa again and lived in Iowa City for a few years, but then once before she got ready to start uh, kindergarten, we moved back to Wellman here, and, and it was just the small-town atmosphere, and, and it's nice knowing people. It's really interesting when you go to your kids' high school events, and you're sitting beside people that you you know played basketball with in high school, and yeah, they're, they're there to watch their kids, so it, it's fun. You, it's a small community, but you know most everybody, and... Uh, it, it makes it a little more comfortable sure it sounds
1: like it, like i said it, it's it's the kind of place that people uh, strive to, to raise a family now when you say you've been the mayor for 16 years i assume that that's not been a full-time thing for you right that you What do you do in addition to your
2: mayoral duties? Yeah, in the real world, uh, I'm a chiropractor, and so I have uh, an office in Coralville where I'm there half the week, and then I, about 10 years or so ago, opened an office here in Wellman also, so I'm here on Wednesdays and Fridays in Wellman and the rest of the time in Coralville, and so as mayor, you know, you answer phone calls or emails whenever you need to, but on Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm around here um, to be in the office and help out and do whatever, but uh, we have a city administrator here in town, and so she gets to run the the day-to-day operations of the city. Does a great job. What about, uh,
1: uh, was that the career that took you to Ohio before you moved back then
2: to Iowa? Yeah, exactly. Yep. I see.
1: All right. Well, look, I've got a bad neck. I'd like you
2: to... Well, if you want to stop by through (laughs) Wellman, you bet. We'll take care of you. Yeah, there
1: you go. Well,
2: Well, we have, I don't know if our residents would know or not, but we we have, are in a good situation right now. Um, Dave was asking me earlier about taxes in town and things like that. And um, we've had over the last, again, 15, 16 years, we had to do a lot uh, just from infrastructure improvement, not unlike most small towns in Iowa, we, but we had to throw a couple million dollars into our water plant and we did a new RO, reverse osmosis water system here. We were one of the first ones in the area to do something like that so it's very good water now but it's an expensive process Um, we also had to put a couple million dollars into our sewer plant to to get it up to date and working on on water lines and that that's again small towns everywhere have that infrastructure that just hasn't been touched in a generation or two or three Um, when we did some um Work a few years ago, we redid a a street, but you have to do the water and sewer underneath it. When you everybody would love curb and gutter and brand new concrete streets, but you have to look at what's underneath it also. So slowly but surely, we've been working on that. When we replaced uh, some water lines, we did like 45 uh, fire hydrants through town to get them up to date. Again, little things you don't think about, but these hydrants were 100 years old, and some of them were to the point where if you opened them up, you wouldn't be able to close them again. So. Um, it, it just things like that. But, but my point was um, last year, actually in June, we, we paid off a bunch of debt that we had built up to, to do some of those improvements. So we, we've got some opportunities here. We're, the council's working on our five-year capital improvement plan now. So hopefully over the next five years we can get some other good things in town. One of the highest things on the list, and that's Dylan Dave is at the, the park, uh, we want to put a splash pad in there for the kids. Um, Kelowna has a swimming pool. Um, we're 20 minutes from Washington, 25 minutes from Iowa City. So, bigger communities. If you want to go to a pool, but a splash pad is at least something that um, kids love to do. Just being around water and getting wet, and it's much more economical for a small town to do something like that. I know you said Wayland had just done one. Yeah, they, they had.
0: That was one of their big selling points in their town. That they I didn't know what a splash pad was, but I was all excited. We got a splash pad? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Go get wet in the summertime. No, is that like
1: a uh, slip and slide?
2: No, it's on a flat surface, thankfully, um, but it, it's 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 kind of like a water sprinkler, you know, out in your yard, but but several of them placed around, but they're they're higher function and, and can do different things, and um, the, the ones that we had talked about were, they weren't on, some of them are on all the time, whether somebody's there or not, others you could have, to, you push a button and set a timer for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And they well, let me, let me throw you yeah. a hit there, Ryan,
1: because... I've got some experience with the type of thing you're talking about. Yes. Uh, it's key to put that uh, in an area. I'll give you my, my example. My father set up our slip and slide in our driveway. Yeah, and He thought it would toughen us up a little bit. Yeah. There were a lot of bruises, a lot of bleeding and everything. Yeah. So you really got to be careful where you set that up. So that it's a softer kind of uh, surface.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm not trying to drum up business for the chiropractic office, so yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well I see you've got an ulterior motive. In. That's sure. probably a good
0: idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll be, you'll be, uh, you'll have no time to be a mayor. You'll be constantly
1: uh, helping people uh, with their uh, bones and
2: whatnot. Well, and and one of the things that one of our previous city administrators told me years ago was that. Um, people want to live in a community where there are the amenities there. Um, they'll drive to work. They don't care about that. Um, so if we can make a small town, um, make it nice enough for people that want to live here, they don't mind driving to Iowa City to work. And so you want to have child you want to have childcare here. Um, you want to have good schools and and some of those amenities that people can get in bigger cities. But if you can get it here, they'll be more apt to to go here. And Wellman over the last ten years. Um, The census is just coming out. We've grown, we're, we're I think, like 1,520 residents, something like that right now. So we've grown about 100 residents in the last 10 years. So that's a good thing. We're going trending in the right direction. Usually, a a small
1: town like that, the population remains the same because every time a woman gets pregnant, a man leaves town.
3: (laughs) So, So that's why a lot of towns, they're... Their uh, uh, population pretty much stays the same. Yeah.
1: But look, no, seriously, with, you know, with everything you've said, I'm ready to move to Wellman right now. We'll find your space.
2: When you, when you say, uh, because I just saw in the news, the national
1: news the other night, that there was a town uh, that was uh, under some concern and, and some reconstruction and some concerns about their water. And, and you sound like there in Wellman, you've any potential problem you've had you've eliminated because you've got a a brand new and and ultra clean drinking water
2: exactly that's good water that was one of the the big things in Wellman too a generation ago was people complained about the water and the taste of the water and so that was a big concern for a lot of people and yes we do have to pay a little bit more for it um, but therefore you don't have to have your water softener at home and things like that too so it it evens out well you
1: know with this uh, global warming and pollution and, and that kind of thing. Uh, clean water is while we take it for granted for the most part now in the future and for our kids, and grandkids and
2: whatnot that is a, a, a tremendous concern is it not? It, very much so yep and, and we're, we're very thankful for where we're at right now so
1: Well that's great that's great. Brian Miller, the mayor of Weldon, Iowa, a little bit of heaven right
2: here on Earth. <laughs> I like um, that. Else we could put that on the water tower. <laughs> what
1: else do you need to let us know about your fair city?
2: Well, and I don't want to say that we're, we're self-sufficient, but we do have a lot of, of amenities here for people. We have our own grocery store, locally owned grocery store that they do a great job. Um, wonderful uh, meat products there. Uh, We have our own pharmacy in town, locally owned pharmacy, that uh, one had left, I I don't know, 10 years or so ago, and and, uh, the community got together and business owners got together and um, went and recruited someone to come in here and start their pharmacy. We have um, a nurse practitioner that has her own practice here in town. We have two chiropractors in town. uh, Nursing home, a nice senior center, yeah, you know, just just a lot of good things going on in our community, and we have a very involved uh, business community too. They they want to see things uh, prosper in town, so uh, we're looking at other, whether it be a dentist or optometrist, CA, something like that, to fill some needs here in town,
0: also. Tell them, Can well, people uh, find out more about what we're talking about? And that being, of course, Wellman. Uh,
1: Iowa. What's the uh, uh, websites or social media where people can get a better glimpse of,
2: of we, uh, Wellman? Uh, City of Wellman, I don't know if it's .com or .org actually, but City of Wellman uh, is our website and Facebook page, City of Wellman Facebook page on there. Um, so those those are the, the easiest ways to do that. And our skating rink too, the, they have information on there if somebody wants to rent that out for a birthday party sure. or whatever. So. Um, and what about your home phone number? So people <laughs> yeah, I, I am in the book too. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, one of the one right. of the other things I mentioned to, to Dave when we were dra- driving around was our golf course in town. We have a nine hole sand green golf course. So oh, we're, great! We're one of two communities in Iowa left that have a sand green, um, and that for people that don't know it, I mean you have to look at the website too so that you can see a picture of this. But basically, it's instead of where it'd be a natural grass green. Um, green it ours is made out of sand and so you have to play a little bit differently Um, there's a like a three foot path that is oiled and and compacted so then wherever your ball lands on the green there's a string tied to the to the flag uh you move it over to the to the track you know equal distance away and put it on there so uh it, it it's a fun little golf course it's not a long course but it's a it's a fun course and uh it's great for young people to go out and learn how to play golf it's a little I more formal. i The sand green course before. Uh, it's been a long time ago, but uh, I remember, as you said, it was very unique. And uh,
1: I I would relish the uh, chance to do that again. Let's pick a date here next summer, you and I, about play for money. What do you think? Bring your money. <laughs> Are you any
2: good? I, I used to be. I don't play as much as I used to, but... <laughs> Perfect. I'll send a limo for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan Miller with Wellman, Iowa, the mayor. What's the
1: chances then of uh, you say there's a, an opponent, an opponent on the back this time around? Are we looking good?
2: There or are you, is
1: on the polls ahead of this uh, other person.
2: I, I don't know about any polls, but there is somebody else on the ballot, and like I say, we'll just wait and see what the uh, the public has to say. So. Well, good
1: luck with you. Uh,
2: Thank you. We'll
1: know here
2: in a few weeks, I guess, right? Yes, yep, exactly. Ryan, I appreciate talking to you. You're
1: a nice young fella, and I'm sure you do a great job over
2: there. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having us and and talking up Wellman a little bit.
1: Perfect. We we sure will. There's a lot to talk uh, Wellman up about.
2: Well, and we, like I say, we're we're a small community, but we're located in a great spot between uh, Washington and Iowa City and Uh, It's a fantastic school district, and there's a lot going on for for our community.
1: We sure appreciate you being with us. Thanks, Ryan.
2: Good luck with you in the election. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast. The Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa presents high school football in southeast Iowa. Smithburg Auto, two locations to serve you better. If you need a car, talk to David. We had an exciting uh, Friday night of football in Southeast Iowa, and we are on the phone with Mid Prairie football coach, Coach Kavanaugh. Welcome to the program.
4: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So, wow, what an exciting game! Uh, uh, I'm kind of interested in your thoughts on this goose Lake quarterback freshman that didn't seem to want to get. You know, it seemed like he he just didn't want to be put away. You know, he how how talented is he?
4: Yeah, he's a great player. I mean, he can. Definitely uh, run and throw, so he's a dual threat guy and, and uh, you know, we knew that going in that he was going to be a challenge for us and uh, just a good size athlete, about six foot, 180 or so and, and uh, he got some good receivers to throw to. so we knew going in that that would be a challenge for us and, and uh, you know we, we, we tried to keep him in the pocket as much as we could and, and uh, force him into some bad throws and we were able to get a few interceptions on him, but uh, yeah, he definitely was a challenge
0: so uh um you got the the victory you really performed well take take our listeners to the game
4: yeah, so um you know we, we knew we had a home game and we knew that uh, goose Lake uh, had, was a great offensive team and and I uh, played some really good teams up in their district and so uh, we were fortunate to, to get the two seed and play at home and and uh, we want to get off to a quick start uh, we know offensively they could move the ball and so uh, and the other thing is, they they like the onside kick almost every play uh, when, they're, when they're kicking off. So we want we uh, they deferred. We got we got the uh, opening kick, and uh, we got recovered the onside kick, which I think our special teams did a great job with that all night. Um, and then we were able to uh, drive all the way down and convert a couple fourth down plays. And uh, Tyler Helmuth and Braden Hartley ran the ball really well for us all night. Our offensive line did a nice job of, uh, through the mix of run and pass, we get the ball down there. And then my son, Will Cavanaugh, uh, topped it off with a, a two yard quarterback sneak score. And, uh, then we were able to score again in the first period on a Braden Hartley run. So us going up early, has kind of been our mantra all years to get up early and, and uh, then let our defense play and get after it. And, and we, I think we had at one point, we had 21, nothing lead. And of course their offense storm back, uh, in the second quarter, uh, we had, uh, Tyler Helmuth had a, had a three yard run. We also converted on a, uh, fourth and six. We ran a fake punt. Colin Miller did a nice job running, uh, and converting on that. And, uh, then able to get a few pass plays on the bootleg to Grady Gingrich I don't know, from Will, from Will, um, and, uh, Jack Pennington uh, was able to score on a slam pass on uh, late, late in the half as well. So we felt pretty good offensively moving the football, um, and, uh, running against their three, five. And, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of made a conservative effort to run the football all night. Second half, uh, they came out, uh, fast and, and, uh, their quarterback was able to throw for you know, over 160 yards on us, but, uh, we also did have three interceptions. Kane Brown, who's been back a few games from injury and, and, uh, made two highlight reel, uh, interceptions on, uh, deep passes. And then, uh, you know, Grady Gingrich had a nice interception in the third, third period uh, that turned him over as well. So those turnovers, along with a couple fumbles, really was the difference in the game uh, and also our time of possession. I think we possessed it over 30 minutes compared to their 17, and uh, we converted on uh, four or five fourth down uh, plays. So, so for us, just sustaining drives and moving the football was the key, uh, and that's always the key. Playing in late October and November, so uh, I was really proud of the guys. Uh, I thought uh, we had a good mix of run and pass. We didn't have to throw that much, but when we did, we were fairly efficient Um, and made some key plays in the in the passing game. And then late in the game, uh, we we got maybe a little too conservative. That's my my bad. Uh, But uh, you know, for the most part, we were able to convert fourth downs, and our defense stepped up and. I did a nice job. They were able to score late uh, with a few seconds left, and then uh, they did. They had one last gas attempt at the onside kick, and Tucker Miller, a sophomore that we pulled up to to be on the hands team, uh, did an awesome job. Got it and almost returned it for a touchdown. So, uh, very pleased overall. I thought our kids played hard, and it's always great to get a playoff victory, especially at home. I thank our crowd for showing up, and uh, Wellman was loud, and boisterous and it was just a good night overall and and, uh, we're we're pleased that our our kids uh, played well
0: well uh, I took a tour of the city of Wellman uh, thanks to your mayor and uh, he was talking up the economic impact that your team was making Uh, you know when you have the games and how many people it brings to town and uh, could you talk a little bit about uh, how how much support you had at this game and uh, everything
4: Sure. Yeah. I mean, all all year, you know, our home games have been well, very well attended. We've been fortunate with the weather too. uh, And, you know, it was no different uh, Friday. I mean, although it was a little colder uh, and uh, the only difference of playoff games is that, uh, you know, the state uh, sells tickets online and uh, you you can't walk up and buy them. It's a little bit more difficult. But uh, despite that, we had a huge crowd uh, sitting up up along the hill and and, uh, student body was great. uh, it's just always great to see the community out and support us. And, and so, if they hadn't seen us all year, they could at least come out for the playoff game and uh, get excited about that. But uh, uh, yeah, and then our concession stand does real well, and we love when people can drive into the community and, and uh, see it and, and uh, just experience the game atmosphere that we have.
0: So. Uh... Uh, he, the the mayor showed me an indoor practice facility that you guys have how does that benefit your team's preparedness
4: yeah it's been great we've had it for uh, four or five years now and and uh, you know originally designed you know for a lot a lot of it was for batting cages and and uh you know, just indoor practice and so throughout the year if we have weather or if it's raining um, we can get in there and and uh, it is a 40 yard long but probably not the same width of the, of the football field so it's a little bit more narrow uh turf um kind of astro turf type stuff uh, uh inside the facility which is, is which has been awesome we've also had other schools come down and use it uh during their playoff run uh, we're not using it and, and uh, we're happy to do that but uh it's It's been great for all of our sports. Uh, it's very well used, uh, not only by the high school, but by youth sports as well. And, uh, you know, just very, very privileged to have that type of thing. And, and uh, you know, we're hoping to eventually get an addition onto that to, to add a wrestling room, a weight room uh, to to that facility so that opens up more space in our school. It's just been great uh, the, to use. And it looks like we're going to probably need it this week uh, with the weather.
0: Okay, well, we're going to go over your opponent in a minute, but I do want to uh, kind of go over the tail of the tape of this game. You know, I want to hear a little bit about how your offensive and defensive line performed, uh, who won the battle of the turnovers, and how did your special teams perform in this uh, in this game?
4: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, we had uh, we came out with a concerted effort to run the football. Uh, we've been able to do both all year, um, so we've had good balance. Um, but we felt like in this game, you know, against their defense and, and with the, the weather being the way it was, we thought we could run downhill. We, so we had 59 attempts, uh, rushing 243 yards. Uh, and, uh, we had 42 yards passing on the night, uh, uh, but we outgained them. Uh, it was, it was at, at times a little bit of a defensive struggle. Um, we ended up punting four times, uh, and they ended up punting twice, but, uh, they also had th- uh, four turnovers. We, we only had one. So we were, again, fortunate to win the turnover uh, battle. And, and, you know, again, I go back to our special teams. Um, we had a, a fake punt converted. We got every onside kick that they had, they had kicked. And, uh, you know, I thought our kids handled that uh, great. And I thought our coaches did, did a good job of preparing the guys for that. And, uh, you know, even though they're – a well, very potent offensive team. We held them uh, to two hundred thirty-five yards, and, and uh, the quarterback was under fifty percent completion. So uh, that was our goal. Um, they definitely do have some good players. Goose Lake, uh, a couple of linebackers had uh, a lot of tackles, but uh, you know, overall, we said we were able to sustain uh, our running game and did a nice job. With
0: well, we saw in the area last night or Friday night that there was uh your records didn't seem to make much difference, or home team or away team. Everybody seemed to come to play and those games were close and, uh, uh, it was real exciting night and, uh, you guys really performed well. I will say this though. You did kind of play that mid Prairie kind of playbook that there, this, the script kind of played out the way a lot of your game has played out this year, didn't it?
4: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, for sure. Um, we got up early and then, uh, we're able to grind down the clock and, uh, they they scored a couple late touchdowns. Um, you know, some of that on some nice plays by them. You got to tip your hat to them. But uh, I, you know, I you when you're in the playoff football, you got to be able to run it and uh, and you got to be able to pass uh, when, you, when you need to. And then the special teams, like you said, is very important. So again, we're just taking it one at a time. We respect everybody we play, and, and we know that that there's no easy games from uh, uh, during the playoffs at any point.
0: All right, well, let's uh, let's talk about who your opponent is the next game and what kind of challenges they're going to present to you.
4: Yeah, so we got uh, paired up with West Marshall uh, during State Center, Iowa, which is a good two-hour drive from us. But uh, I've been here 25 years as a coach, and we've never played West Marshall. I know they were uh, 1A for a while. Uh, They've been 2A, but they're up in kind of central, central north-central Iowa, and so never really had an opportunity to play them. Um, But uh, based on the film we're watching and things like that, they're a very solid team. They had a really good team last year, year and uh, they have a great running back, a kid that's rushed for over 1,300 yards, and then the quarterback's also a runner. He's rushed for like 600 and some yards. Uh, they don't throw it a bunch, uh, but they're a tough physical team that's well coached. And um, It's just, it's exciting to play, see the matchups that happen in the playoffs. You know, in years past, you just never know. We've been, we've played Bonduran, Ferrar, we've played PCM, we've we played, uh, Mediapolis, we've played uh, Solon. So it's, it kind of all over the place when it comes to the state and, and just based on who's left, you can make the, uh, the, uh, You know, brackets that way, and uh, even though we're not familiar with them, we're going to get familiar with them here this weekend and and, uh, get a good scouting report and hopefully put on a good uh, effort. They're I think they're eight and one, so they're a very good team. They won their district, obviously a number one seed. um, Again, historically, West uh, Marshall has always been a very good team uh, uh, throughout the years and playoff, uh, parental playoff uh, team, and so we're excited for the opportunity. Like I said, and kind of worry about ourselves a little bit and we're gonna get a little weather this week and uh, hopefully it'll be a great night football.
0: So uh, you're on the road this week? Yes sir. Yep. And how, how far of a trip is it?
4: Oh it's about a two-hour drive I think so yeah we've never uh, we never played there so it should, it should be interesting.
0: I've uh, noticed this that the average trip was like two hours and five minutes or something for the playoffs. Yeah.
4: Last week, so yeah, 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 definitely. Well,
0: you're going to be representing the state. Uh, I think you, you, you know, you just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I like your balanced attack and I, 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 just seems to be, there's a good chemistry the team has and, uh, and we wish you all the best. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners?
4: Well, I just, I would just say, thanks for all the support. And uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, getting our name out there and just, uh, you know, like love to see some mid Fans uh, travel up north to West Marshall for this game, and uh, we we truly do love seeing the fans in the in the crowd and cheering us on. So that'd be great.
0: So if you can't uh, get to the game, how can we follow the game?
4: Uh, I'm KCII Radio out of Washington. We'll cover it um, for sure. And then uh, I'm not sure about live stream uh, since we're at West Marshall, uh, but uh, mostly schools nowadays do have some type of live streaming for it. Uh, but uh, definitely KCII Radio with Zach
0: Ewan. Well, Zach Ewan will give you as good a coverage as you can get. I, I, I listened to that whole game on the radio. I was Usually what I do is I listen to all the games, you know, five minutes this one and that one, but I just couldn't turn the dial because it was, I kept thinking, ah, uh, I remember like there's like 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I said to myself, I says, uh, I, let's give this another minute or two. And then maybe I'll start checking on some of the scores, but then it just, kept tightening up and tightening up and, and there was eight seconds left in the game. And I thought, wow, I still got to listen. And then all I hear is uh, there's an onside kick. He's got it. You know, he's at the five, he's at the 10 or he's at the 25 or whatever, you know, and I thought, I thought that goose Lake had picked up the ball and was about to score. The the... But then right. to find out that you guys picked up the ball and drove it back like that. I mean, what a, what a way to end the game, huh? I mean, it's so exciting. Yeah, it was just
4: crazy. It was, it was crazy. And, Tucker, if you saw Tucker, he's like five, 630 pounds soaking wet. And he's just a tough kid for us and did a nice job on that. And I thought he was going to score, but the guy caught him by the heel. So it was, a, it was a good way to end it.
0: Well, I'm giving him the Rudy Reniker award of, uh, of last <laughs> week, you know, cause you know, he just seemed to be able to be there and do it. He was at the right spot. He he got a hold you know, he held to the ball. He knew what to do with it. Uh, what a moment in the sun for that young man. And then we, uh, we really enjoyed the game. We wish you the best. Uh, your interviews, uh, the interviews I've been getting with the coaches in Southeast Iowa have really helped expand our audience and give uh, people an opportunity to, to find out about the teams and the game and what an exciting game it was. And uh, thank you, Coach Kavanaugh, uh, Scotty Melvin and I and our listeners commented that you're like the easy rock or yacht rock version of a interview as far as coaches go.
4: All right, well, whatever it takes, that's right.
0: All right, well, thanks a lot for for being on.
4: All right, thank you. All right.
0: Welcome to Round Guy the Podcast, episode number 78. We are on the phone with uh, Cindy Frapp, who is the city clerk of Wellman, Iowa, and we're going to do a new segment called Pilch's Peep. Cindy's a good friend of Steve's.
3: Sydney, uh, tickled her to uh, reach out and, and get a chance to visit
5: with you. I haven't talked to you in years. I know. It's been years. I left the university uh, five years ago, six, almost six years ago. So, yeah, we haven't talked in a while.
3: Now, uh, explain to those that are listening to us that uh, I'm your absolute best friend <laughs> and what... What job you held there at the University of Iowa for so long and what it allowed you to do?
5: Yeah, well I met, I met you both at the University of Iowa when I was the, manager, I was the box office manager for all those great conferences that we had at the University. So I was there for 38 and a half years and um, took an early retirement when they offered it. It was kind of one of those times where Concerts were kind of going downhill for a while there because uh, they were doing, you know, different ideas and renovations of the arena. So it was kind of, it was kind of my time to leave. But we had some fantastic concerts. I worked with thousands of students over those years with box office and then with scope, the kids that put on the concerts. So yeah, I had a great time. That's where I got to meet, meet you, Steve. And you know, it was, it was a good time. I miss it. But I also, I'm okay with uh, being a uh, utility clerk here at the City of Wilma, I love it, too. I love the people
3: I work with. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, when you mentioned concerts, uh, that's where I always stopped in to buy tickets for those shows, and, and that's, of course, where you and I got to meet. Yeah. Uh, talk about some of the concerts that folks that are listening might recall being at in the past.
5: Billy Joel several times, we had Elton John, we had Whitney Houston, um, we had, uh, Jeff Lopper, we, Guns N' Roses, um, R.E.M., uh, we had, uh, gosh, Metallica, I mean, we had a lot of different concerts, um, over the years, and some of it was kind of cool, because we had some artists that were big when they first came, and now they're huge. You know, we had the cute little Dirk Bentley. I mean, he was nothing when he first started. Um, but yeah, and we had Garth Brooks, three nights of that, and we had a lot of big shows. Um, the students were wonderful at uh, coming up with the ideas of variety of different, you know, artists. I mean, we had everything you can think of from around <coughs> the country to you name it. So it was uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. We had. Some Big, big, big
3: shows. And when when you, in your position, Cindy, were there any artists and, and, and or concerts where you got to meet some of these people and, and you can then tell us a little bit about, and I'm sure it wasn't a lengthy visit, but a brief, <laughs> right. brief visit with a, a, a rock star or a country music star and, and what no, your thoughts no. were on, on how they treated
5: you? Yeah. Meet them. Didn't get to talk to them, nothing. But a lot of them I did. And, you know, brief little, you know, meet them type of thing. But some of them were just so genuine, so awesome. Um, you know, they wanted to know what it was like on the campus. They wanted to know what it was like to be in Iowa. Um, so some of the artists were just awesome. I mean, Garth Brooks, working with him three nights in a row was just incredible. He's just a genuine, awesome guy. Um, you two was really fun to work with because, um, you know, here we are sitting up in our little box office, uh, me and four other students, and in the afternoon, and all of a sudden, who comes walking in at, at our door? Bono. And then we're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he just walks into the box office and starts to ch- sits down on a stool and starts chatting with all of us. And it was just so special. I mean, the students were just thrilled to think, oh, my gosh we sold this, you know, sold this man's ticket for the last month, and here he is sitting in our office. So it was really cool, you know, to meet people like that. Some people, you didn't, like I said, you never even got to talk to them. You know, they, they didn't want to have anything to do with you. You know, they were in the building and out of the building. It was like, okay, see ya. Um, but a lot of them we did, you know, just just a hello or a handshake, you know, or a hug. It was like, oh, wow, I love this. So, it's pretty neat for me to think back to all those years of all the different people I did get to meet, and, um, and you know, meeting people like you both, where, you know, people who were interested in the music and helped, you know, pump those tickets and get those tickets sold, and a lot of radio station people I dealt with. It was really fun, TV people, you know, get to meet some of the TV station people too and work with them close, and it was really a nice... Thanks to do. At first, I started doing just the ticket sales, box office part of it, and then in my last years, I was actually the advisor to the students that put on the shows too. So I got to help promote the shows, and that involved even meeting more people. So a lot of uh, different people from Chicago area we dealt with. So it was fun. It was a lot
3: of fun. Uh, you know, and you're a, certainly, it was an enviable uh, position to have. And, and a lot of people would have loved to have done what you did for so long. But let me put you on the spot now. We just uh, asked you to visit a little bit about some of the artists you met that were really cool. I'm going to really put you on the spot here. And we only have four listeners, so uh, they're all in well. This isn't going to go that far. But tell us who were some of the real jerks that you had to work with.
5: I mean, we had some performers that just had this, like, you know, they'd have really crazy list of what they, you know, needed in their dressing rooms. The writer. Come on, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, we had a couple performers, too, that they didn't even know they were in I-City. <laughs> you know, I mean, they get on the stage and whether they were, I don't know, whether they were just unconscious of where they were at for I don't know what reasons, but, you know, some of them didn't care where they are at. They didn't know where they were at. Those were the ones you're like, oh, can't wait for this concert to be over. <laughs> uh-huh. Because it just wasn't fun, as fun, I guess. I'm sure the people watching the show, who, you know, are fans of them, enjoyed it, but, you know, us putting it on, we're just kind of like, whoa, we're done. You know, get out of here. We're done with your show. But we had some crazy, you know, we had some crazy people that.
3: All right, well, give us the dirt, Sydney. Give us the dirt. Who? Give it the name. We want names.
5: Well, you know, it's pretty bad when Stevie Nicks goes on the stage, who I absolutely love, love, love her music, love her voice, but it's pretty bad when she comes on the stage and she has to look down at the floor to read the songs, the, and read the words to her songs, because she couldn't sing her songs, and <laughs> we're like, oh, golly. You think there might have been an added, you
3: know, added stimulus Whitney
5: Houston, there? Whitney Houston, who came out on the stage? It was on a Saturday. It was a, you know Iowa Hawkeye football game Saturday. It was awesome. You know, big, huge, sold-out crowd. And she walks in, gets on the stage, and says, Hello, Iowa State! And we're like, Oh, Uh-oh.
3: God.
5: Uh-oh. <laughs> Everybody booed. That's how the concert started. It was not good.
3: How did she react to the, all the booing? Did she figure oh, it out? we just
5: kind of stood there and laughed, and we're kind of like, You've got to be kidding me. Don't realize what you just did, and, said. <laughs> and so everybody starts chanting, and the, you know, read it "Go Hawks, Go Hawks!" And then I think somebody finally on the stage told her
3: what she did because then she just kind of said, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's not,
5: it's the state of Iowa, not Iowa State."
3: I'm like, "Boo!" No. Ah, that's great. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, I remember uh, vividly a number of those concerts, but in particular. Uh, Elton John was was at Carver Hawkeye several times.
5: Yeah, couple it, times. Yeah.
3: And uh, what a show uh, he puts on, huh? Yes, it was an incredible show. Um, yeah,
5: but but definitely um, very demanding. What he wanted in his dressing room and his food and this and that. So, but do you
1: remember
3: you you remember some of the things he had then on his rider for his?
5: Well, you know. It was I remember his dressing room had to be, you know, they didn't bring everything for his dressing room, so we had to go to one of our interior decorators in town to get certain types of oriental rugs and things. I mean, that's how specific it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lamp of this color, this size, this, yeah, it was kind of crazy, kind of crazy, but you know what? I guess maybe some, a performer that good should probably have that right to ask the things. <laughs> I don't know.
3: What did you get a chance to meet him?
5: I did. I did get a chance to meet him. Just you know, basically, just kind of hello, shook his hand. It was a it hit, that was a brief one. We didn't really. I didn't really get to talk to him. But at least got to you know shake his hand and say hello. Right. So that was kind of
3: nice. Well, that's more than a lot of people get to do.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh
3: what is, tell us? Uh, uh, I I remembered you. Uh, every Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do you still have my Christmas cards to you?
5: Oh my gosh, yes. That was the highlight of my Christmas every year. And even my students in the office were just like, did you get your Christmas card yet? Did you get your Christmas card? <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, it was awesome because I had it displayed in the box office so that everybody could see them. And they couldn't wait to see who you were going to have on the Christmas card with you the next year. So that was pretty cool. So then when I retired and uh, took all
3: those home, it was kind of one of those things where my family enjoyed them even more. <laughs> so. Well, and, and that's part of the reason I asked Dave to get this interview so we could visit with you a little bit, because you and I had lost track of one another once yeah. you once you left the university. And so I would like to, uh, uh, and certainly not right now, but after we get off this uh, uh taping i I want to visit with you and and get your address so i can continue to mail uh and for people that are thinking i wonder what they're talking about with this christmas card thing i i started a a a little routine every christmas where i would send out christmas card photos of me and somebody famous and traveling the country doing comedy and then doing a morning radio show, uh, where, uh, you know, celebrities would pop in or out, or I would meet them on the road. Like I said, doing the comedy, I'd get a picture and they might end up being my Christmas card photo that Christmas. And so I was fortunate that I, have met a lot of celebrities. Uh, and again, largely through your help, Cindy, but, but, uh, uh, you know, like I said, doing the radio and then uh, traveling, doing the doing the comedy, uh, that allowed me to meet and, and get to know Muhammad Ali a little bit. Oh, I know, and that, that's
5: one of my favorite. That's and, one of my
3: favorite cards. And I yeah, I, Ali, you know. I, yeah, and I, and I, I, he and I are both wearing Santa hats because <laughs> two or three years into this this uh, thing about. Mailing out celebrity Christmas card photos, somebody said to me, Well, this doesn't look very Christmassy. And I I said, Okay, great. So now, upon hearing that, I would ask, I would wear a a Santa Claus hat. I'd ask the celebrity to. And many times they would, some would say, No thanks, but I would still wear it. And then I try to come up with a jingle to write on the card that it sounded a bit Christmassy. Well, thank you. You're you're just saying that because it's true. (laughs) Uh, But my my one with Muhammad Ali, it the this the saying said if you remember it said, deck the halls with bouts of Ali. Yep, I do remember. I do. That's awesome. And we both had Santa hats on, which Mm -hmm. which was unique because uh, Muslims don't celebrate Christmas. But he was so cool. He put the hat on, and, and I sent that one out, especially to the guy that said, "Well, they don't look Christmassy. I go, "How's this one?" And and I. <laughs> uh, they
5: were great. They I, were, I, uh, one of my
3: favorite things every year. Well, and I as I said, I got to get your address so I can I can send you some from the past. Yeah, exactly. and then sounds
5: good.
3: I didn't send one out last year because of the pandemic, but but I hope to get one out this Christmas.
5: Well, I hope so. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, if you want um, to. For now,
5: I actually am a utility clerk here in the city of Wellman, and which is uh, where I grew up around here in the Kelowna Wellman area, so I um, get to work with people that I've known for years and uh, love, the, love, love the staff that I work with and... Um, get to see, you know, all the community, all the people from town, you know, when they come in to pay their utility bills, so it's fun, I, I do enjoy it a lot, and it's, um you know, it's not 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning concerts like I was used to, but uh-huh.
3: I really am, you know, am
5: enjoying it, so. Well, it's good. what I'm
3: doing. And your family, everybody's okay? I know you had like yeah, 11 yeah, daughters.
5: Yeah. yeah. my husband still got his electrical business going here in town, and Kids are all uh, off married, and I, we have grandkids
3: that keep us entertained now. So, yeah, we're, we're good. That's perfect, and rightfully so. Well, look, Cindy, I appreciate you taking a moment out of your uh, work schedule there to visit with us.
5: Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad you guys
3: called. I'm glad things are, sounds like they're going very, very well. And yeah. and uh, we're going to call you back. I'll get your uh, uh, address, and I'll get you back on the Round Guy Christmas card list. All right, thank you. Okay. Hey, we love
0: you. Thanks, love Cindy. Thank you. Too. All right. Yeah, Cindy, I'm going to be there tomorrow to highlight Wellman for Round Guy the podcast. Uh, could you bring one of those Christmas cards I can look at when we come in there? Yes, yes, sure. All right, well, thanks. Sure. And I know Ryan's
5: looking forward to it tomorrow. He just told me yesterday that he was going to be doing it and that he got a hold of me. So well, I know he's looking forward to it. I told him.
0: That you guys would have a great talk. So I'll tell him to lo- line us up a place for lunch and I'll meet him at noon. Okay, well he's he's
5: an awesome guy. He's, right. he's great. I've known him forever. Known him all all my life, so
3: he's a neat guy. Perfect. Well you're a little biased though, but that uh, well, you know. so it's understandable. <laughs> understandable. All right, Cindy, thanks for your time. All right, thanks guys. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye.